Welcome back to Dev Theory Podcast, a podcast about everything web development. This is episode 25. I'm Sean Willis here with our co-host Isaac Weber. What's going on, man? Not a lot, man. Just another another beautiful day. I feel like we uh yeah, this weather has just been amazing. Like we it's super dry, but it's been really nice. I'm loving it. You it I mean, I feel like by now it's like, it's like rainy and crappy. Yeah. Fall fall in the in the south is usually not great. It is for like a week and then the rest of the time it's not. Yeah, it's funny because it's it's this awkward transition where 60s one minute, 30s one minute. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what in the world do I wear today? Because mm-hmm. So I just throw on like a long sleeve. I start there if it's going to be in the 60s. If it drops, I just make sure I got a big coat. It's a, but my my kids love it outside because they can run for hours and not sweat and not get hot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the summer, it's brutal. So I'm loving it too. All right. So today we'll be talking about how to retain and articulate what you learn. This benefits in in a few different ways. If you're wanting to just, level up in general arguing your opinion in an articulated way is really important builds credibility and builds influence if you're looking to become like a team lead or a cto or just in any area that's not just head down and code this podcast episode today hopefully will give you some tools and and benefit you it's like once you noise in the distractions and you're actually focused on one thing at a time. You're digging in uh, the information that comes in. Well, your brain has like this two-part system, right? The short-term, long-term, everybody knows about it. What I learned new information to me was this working memory inside your short-term. And that's what I was wanting to talk about today. Mm. Like how do we maximize our working memory? And what happens is that working memory is a filter it filters through what goes into our long-term. So it's essentially deleting everything. Um, And so you have to put it in that working memory to allow it to properly filter. Some techniques today that we're going to talk about that I watched, it actually came from a YouTube video, to be completely honest. And I was floored by it because I've been using it for the last week. And I'm already starting to see how I can recall things a lot better than I did. And, uh, And I see it in it's like almost every aspect of my life I can apply this. Recall the Feynman technique and then spaced repetition. When you're focused on one source of information that's coming in, you can you can start to use these techniques to help you remember. And essentially what's going on is you start working through the memory. You work through the information, the idea, or for instance, like uh, right now, you, the... The argument was watch a YouTube video, but then pause it with, when you get an argument and, and look away and for like 30 seconds, try to recall the arguments in that clip, right? If you watch the entire video without, without trying to recall anything, your odds and your chances of recalling the, the main points are going to go down, right? Like you'll probably get about 30% when you could have gotten 86% of the information that was important out of the video. And that, that goes with, even in conversations, like if you pause, cause I experienced this, I think it was the beginning of this year or last year when I was in conversation with two other highly skilled developers who would speak on a higher level. 
in the sense of just they understood the abstract concept way better than I did. And so when you don't fully even understand a topic, it makes it harder for it to filter through your your working memory, right? Because you're like, wait, there's nothing for it to stick to. I don't know how to, you create for the Feynman technique, there's this, you create an analogy, like you simplify the concept into an analogy. But if you'd never, if you never went through that and you're in the middle of a conversation that's highly technical, it's like, what do you do? And that recall, like pausing the conversation and saying, hey, okay, this is what I understand so far. You know what I mean? And like try to break it down to the way you understand it. It's going to be a lot more beneficial in the long term because what happened to me in particular was we were the we would have like stand up either the next day or two days from there. And, and they would recall the conversation a lot better than I would. And I'm like, okay, I, I got about 30% of that conversation. And so that caused some, well, some frustration. And I was like, okay, well, how do we, how do we do this better? And, th- and these techniques I'm starting to see that are really beneficial. So recall you, once you get the information, you take a second and then you, you spend even 30 seconds will, will help you recall it anything you want to add to that before i go into the next one as far as storing things in memory and and you like having a better knowledge of something obviously will help you remember it but i think just super simple is just writing things down like i have this brain and so like if i'm in a meeting and there's there's a lot of things being talked about at once like you know like oh we we discovered some new thing that we needed to implement blah 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 like I'm going to forget that 100%. Even if I completely understand what's happening, like I completely understand the solution. I know exactly yeah. what to do. If yeah. I don't write it down, if it's not in a ticket somewhere, I'm going to forget it. So I think that that is just like a quick win to make sure that you totally like, already understand it. Just, just write it down. And it seems like that that's such a discipline for me that, that sometimes I get caught up with like, oh, I, I'm like, I know what I'm doing. Like I can... You know, mm-hmm. I can just remember it like I, you know, I'm stubborn about it or whatever. So I have to get in the habit of of like always writing things down if yeah, I'm not immediately going to work on it like that second, you know, so that's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then and then as far as like recalling when it comes to uh, information that that you maybe don't have the best understanding about, like, you know, let's say your team was was talking about some feature and then like the next meeting you you come back and like they're, they're talking about it again and you're trying to to recall like how that works but you don't you don't fully have a good understanding of how it works like you know that you're just doing yourself a disservice and you're not going to be able to to like completely have a grasp on that that thing mm-hmm. if you can never like really sit down and either have someone explain it to you or jump into the the code or like the descriptions around it or the documentation like whatever you need to do to mm-hmm. to get to a point where you can like where if you need to articulate the solution maybe to somebody else on mm-hmm. a different team or some business side like you mm-hmm. know obviously write write down what you want to do and then go like figure out and better understand and have a really good way to articulate the the thing that you're trying to uh, that you're trying to, to get more information on. Thanks. Yeah. So, so the situation that I was bringing up, these guys are like 15 years, 20 years experience, 20 plus years experience, right? They were able to not only discuss the problem in a highly technical 
manner, but also immediately go to a conclusion, right? And the the disconnect on my part that I'm seeing is sometimes not fully understanding the problem and while they're talking about the solution, right? It's like, wait, what's the problem in this particular spot? You know what I mean? Before I even... so. In the past, I was used to, okay, here's the problem. Now go figure out a solution, right? So talking in an abstract, highly technical manner, the solution has been a new, it's been a new journey in my career, right? It's like, let's no, let's talk through how we're going to approach this before we even approach it, before we even get in to the weeds of, of the technical, of just like simply coding it, right? It's a yeah. good exercise. Yeah. And, and you got, you also got to think, you know, if these guys are, you know, 10, 15 years on you and experience at one point they were in your shoes, right? Like they, mm -hmm. they didn't understand the solution completely, but you know, they, they probably done this, that same problem over and over again. And so it's so ingrained in their memory that they can just recall it and articulate it in such a way that, that is uh, beneficial to everyone on the team. You know, like I, yeah. I know I have a really hard time articulating myself, even when I understand things. So I think, yeah, uh, obviously, like the experience and the articulation kind of go hand in hand. But it's it's kind of like one of those soft skill things that you build up as you as you progress through your career. Is like, yeah, you could have a really deep understanding of something technically, but can you articulate it? That's almost like a different skill, right? And yeah. And so, yeah, that that's like definitely something to work on, especially if you want to get into more of like a team lead or a technical lead or CTO or like one of these higher level positions where it's almost required to be able to articulate with cross teams, across uh, people on on investors, you know, different areas of, of business. That's just a good thing to have. Yeah. So. Um... That leads us into this next point of call. It's called a Feynman technique. Have you ever heard of this? I have, yes. So I haven't. It was all brand new to me. I'd never heard of this this technique, but apparently this physicist called Richard Feynman, he codified this method of learning. And there's four steps to it. So take something you want to understand, write out an explanation as if you were teaching it to someone who didn't understand the subject. And then whenever you get stuck, go back to the material, relearn, fill in the gaps in your knowledge until you can write an explanation with outsourced material. And then the fourth step is simplify, get rid of technical convoluted language. To do this, Feynman recommended something like analogies, using analogies and making it something related, making it easier to understand complex ideas. Yeah. If Yeah, if we can... If you don't mind, I'll, I'll streamline that a little bit. So one, choose a concept you want to learn about. Two, explain it to a 12-year-old. Three, reflect, refine, and simplify. Four, organize and review. Exactly, yeah. And when you have gaps in there, right, while you're trying to explain, just go back through and start doing more research and to understand. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's called the Feynman technique. I've never heard of it before, but apparently it's – it's this way of like working through and it's using that working memory, right? So it takes that, it allows that short-term memory to work through that information and then that'll be stored because you're working through it, right? You're writing it out, you're, you're speaking it, like all these different techniques will get it filtered to your long-term memory. One of the things that I, it's been interesting to me was, so my 
my eight-year-old son, he's, he's getting homeschooled by my wife. And one of the things he's, he's doing is he noticed that he wasn't thinking about, so he wasn't really, he wasn't thinking about his name, but he wrote it. And when we looked at it, it was reversed. And I just Googled it because I was like, I've never heard of this. This is, but I think I've done it when I was younger, just didn't have anybody actually bring it to my attention because apparently it's like normal for kids under seven. And so when one of the techniques was using recall, so, but instead of recalling it later, like after you're thinking about it, it was like speaking it out loud as he's writing. So he, he spoke C O and he just like spelled out his name, but he spoke it too. And he wrote it right. He wrote it right. And then he noticed afterwards he spoke it and then looked at the other one. He's like, oh, that one's spelled reversed. Hmm. And it's just funny how like our mind, like it might be a form of dyslexia. I'm not sure, but it's sometimes like our mind just will remember it right in a different manner than, than what we really expected it to. Right. And unless we work through that, it's not going to, uh, to stick. Yeah. That, that's a really interesting point. Like I, I think our minds definitely play tricks on us and we hear things that we don't and we're not fully paying attention. Um, you know, we'll we'll get caught up in in going down a path that is like completely wrong. I know I I do that often because I I have troubles like really paying attention, and you know I don't know if I have ADHD or whatever, but like sometimes in meetings, like if I'm not if I'm like not the one like leading the conversation, yeah. or if I'm not like fully invested, then it's it's like extremely hard for me to not just like zone out. And it's not even like I do it on purpose. It's just like naturally how my brain works. Yeah. And- to me, I felt that when it's when it's a a void of responsibility, like a void of, mm, of yeah. being a part of the dialogue. Like when yeah. there's when there's multiple people in the conversation, it's like, okay, if I were to say something, it needs to be highly beneficial to everyone, right? Otherwise, I'm just wasting people's time. Mm. And because the more people that are talking in a meeting, the longer it takes. Yeah. And so that information that's shared has to be highly beneficial. Otherwise, you're just wasting everyone's everyone's time together. Yeah. I mean, and it, it doesn't always have to be beneficial to everyone you know i think it right if it's beneficial to you in the way that you can better understand the full context of the the problem and and it will allow you to like do your job better i think that's value enough uh because yeah like asking a dumb question and it takes five minutes to answer like that that's worth it in my opinion but um Yeah. yeah so i think in terms of of like keeping yourself in line and and uh, keeping yourself in check when it comes to like understanding something I, I think the Feynman technique is is something that that can really be beneficial where uh it, it really like will like spotlight your misunderstandings mm-hmm. because you know you let's say you're learning a brand new programming language or you're getting into programming and let's say you're learning JavaScript promises and how they work, right? So that that is like the concept you want to learn. And then you start going through and you realize like, oh, maybe I don't understand them fully. Like I, I can use them. I can, I can like, you know, create a promise in JavaScript. Right? I can, I can implement them, but I don't actually know how they work, right? Like I think that happens a lot. And so 
by by then doing explaining it to a 12 year old or like i mean in this case it, it could literally be like an inanimate object on your desk that you explain something to like that that's the rubber ducking method right like you you explain the concept to to anything literally out loud and then as you're explaining you're thinking does that make sense does, is that a clear explanation and and you can really find the holes quickly in that explanation because you're like oh wait uh, so a promise is is something that gets returned in javascript like that that's not a good explanation right so like you you just continue down that path until mm -hmm. until like it's completely thought out and understood solution and that that comes with research and that comes with testing and and building and and that's kind of like the the refining piece right like you're you're constantly going over that explanation and and mm -hmm. refining the way that you think about it and the way that you understand it yeah collaborating with others i think helps fine-tune that too as well like mm -hmm. yeah so one of the things i think i already mentioned it was this codewars.com and it they use this method called kata and it's essentially the this uh, kata is just like this method it's a karate term where the master like does this one movement right and then the student goes behind and and does it and the master will like will fine-tune what he sees the student doing hey it's isaac here um so sean his internet went out right about now and we lost the rest of this episode apologize for that we'll we'll get back on track for the next one though thank you have a good one bye